loyalty in service to God. How priceless this attribute is in the heart of God. And how greatly God responds to loyalty. And he looks at this loyalty. Today it's hard to find loyalty among even believers. People are not loyal to anything anymore. Just a little thing, they're gone. It's like the drive through thing. Give me that, that Big Mac real fast or I'll go to the next restaurant. We can't live that way. God is calling us to go deep. As the scripture says, deep calls out to deep. We need to go deeper in our relationship with God. Two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And he said the second is like the first. It's an overflow from the first. Love your neighbor as yourself. And if you are loyal to God, that's exactly what you will do. That's exactly what you will do. Because it's loyalty in service that brings reward. Loyalty in service. Faithfulness to God. Faithfulness to God in every respect. Whether you are in church or not, you are faithful to him. You know, in Malachi, he says, God raised a memorial for those who were faithful to him. Don't know where that memorial is, but I like a memorial. God Himself raising a memorial for me. No greater honor. And I only have this one life to live. I cannot, if God has ever raised a memorial for anybody that lived on this earth, I want one for me. Call me selfish. That's what I want. I want one for me. Why not for me? Why would God raise a memorial for some individuals when he's a respecter of no one? Whatever they did, show me, teach me what they did so I can respond in like manner so I can have my own memorial raised by God himself for me. Last through eternity. It will last through eternity. So good. If we love him, we'll reach out. And every time you reach out, you are reaching out for him. He is not here with natural hands to wrap around the hurting. But when I wrap my natural hands around the hurting in his name, he's like he is doing that. And I'm being loyal to my master, reaching out to them and bringing them closer to him. He raises a memorial for us. God responds greatly to loyalty. The question is, can he trust in you to be loyal to him? Can God depend on you to be loyal to you? He knew the same. He knew of Abraham. He said, Abraham, I know him. I know his heart. Not only will he follow me, loyally, but he will command his children to do the same. I know him. So God says, Abraham is my friend. I love Abraham. He's not going to deviate from me no matter what. He's going to serve me. He's going to serve me. God pays 
close attention to loyalty to him. And loyalty to God is not something out there that you can see. It's what you're doing out of the outflow, the overflow from your heart because you love him. How you are touching man. As you touch men and as you reach out to them with your hands, which are really his hands, walking through you, he sees it. And he smiles on you. Let me tell you, if God smiles on you, even for a moment, your life will be transformed. Even if for just a few seconds, your life will be transformed. Loyalty gives birth to tranquility. That's what we talked about last week. When you are loyal to God, it's a different kind of game compared to loyalty to man. And people get a lot of benefit being loyal to great people. They receive a lot of benefit. But when you are loyal to God, the equation changes. Loyalty to God will bring you rest. And Jesus talked a lot about rest. And the book of Hebrews talks so much about rest. He said that there remains a rest for the people of God. And Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Rest from God means tranquility. And when you have tranquility, he, tranquility gives birth to prosperity. You cannot be loyal to God and not have rest. And when you have rest, attached to that tranquility is prosperity. You will prosper. Nobody can stop it. And prosperity is not just talking about uh, uh, money. There are a lot of people who have millions and they're miserable. They'll tell you too. They can't sleep at night. But you can sleep at night. Last week I started talking about this man, King Asa. is the great-grandson of King David. The grandson of Solomon. He became king. And the Bible said in, in uh, Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 17. It says, but the high places were not removed from Israel. Now, the high places were where people went, or where people went to worship other gods. Asa was not responsible for Israel. But it says, nevertheless, the heart of Asa was loyal all his days. This heart was loyal to God all his days. He had just a little kingdom, two tribes of Israel. And during the time of Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, the kingdom was divided into two. And the house of Jake, uh, David retained only two tribes, Judah and Benjamin. That was all they had. So you divide Israel into 12 tribes, and all this man was ruling is just one little place, Judah, which comprised of Judah and Benjamin. That was his kingdom. But his heart was loyal to God. And the Bible says for 10 years, he had no war. 10 good years without war. In the time of David, it was constant war. One, you get through one war, another one comes. And another one comes. 
you have a few years, maybe a couple of years without work, and then another one comes. But for Asa, because of the loyalty of his heart towards God, for 10 full years, he had no war. God gave him rest on every side. And Asa quickly caught on to it. God was, was prospering them. And Asa said, God is giving us rest. Now stand up, let's build. We are being prospered by God. And the word of God says, God made them to prosper. One year of rest from God will transform your life. Just one year of tranquility from God will transform your life. Your whole life transformed by just one year. That's one year without a deadly disease to trouble your heart. That's one year that your children are never in real trouble. Children always get in trouble, but real trouble. One full year of no trouble. One full year where your marriage is bliss. There is no much arguing and fighting and all of When God gives you rest, those things will not be a part of your life. They're gone. You will still have little stuff, but not the ones that's driving where you're shaking. Where is this marriage going? No. One full year of rest when God gives that to you. Your children are not coming back home with bad grades. <laughs> because God said he will be their teacher. Read Isaiah 54. God himself said, I'll teach your children. When you're loyal to me, I'll be the teacher. And don't you tell me God will teach a kid and the kid will be done failing, bringing F to, to bringing F <laughs> grades to your home. It's not going to happen. I've always believed that. God will find a way for them. One year of increasing prosperity. Your income going up. No challenge of feeling so good. One man said one time, because he was so loyal to God, he said, God, what's happening? I got no trouble. You're giving me all this money. Have I done anything wrong? What's going on? I got no trouble. God said, just enjoy it. Because God was blessing him so much, and everything was going so good. Can God do it? Yes. But imagine 10 years of something like that. No wars within no words on the outside. Can God do that for you? Oh, yes. He's able to do it. If you stay loyal to him. No, it's funny. Asa had 10 full years where both he and his subjects knew that God had given them rest. Everybody was aware of it. You see, God doesn't do things in secret. <laughs> when he does it, everyone can see it. That's why he says, you pray to your father in secret place. He rewards you how? Openly. So everybody can see. No guessing game with God. He does it so everyone will see it. So your light so shine before men so that they what? Will glorify your father in heaven. He wants them to see what God's doing in your life so that they can give him glory. For 10 full years, this guy had no troubles. I like that time. <laughs> 10 years of prosperity. Finances increasing. And he recognized the economy of his kingdom was getting better and was becoming great because he was loyal to God and God was working with him. But then after 10 years, war came. You can read that. 
in Second Chronicles chapter 14. War came, and the king of Ethiopia decided, I'm going to fight with him. He's got too much rest for 10 years. We're going to fight with him. And he came down with one million fighting men to fight this small country. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine going out? Uh, if you are a subject of uh, Acer, you go out and you look up. The whole place packed with fighting men coming against you. After 10 years, he was still doing right. His heart was still loyal to God, and yet trouble came. But that's what Jesus wondered. In the world, you shall, you shall have what? Tribulation. But he says, be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. I don't have to be afraid. When you are loyal to God, the world cannot take you on. I don't care how many soldiers or fighting men they bring against your life. I don't care how many times the devil meets with his demons to plan against your life. There is a fence round about you, a wall of fire that they cannot pass to get to you and over your property, your children, everything that concerns your life because you know God. God says you touch him and I'll whack you. Amen. A million fighting men with 300 chariots came. And you know why that happens? If you are faithful to God, God wants to test you to see, I've given you peace. What would you do if, you, if I gave you trouble? You, will you turn away from me? That's what most Christians do. I'm not going to church. Since I start going, I don't feel good anymore. Well, stay home. No, please, come to church. <laughs> come to church. Because it's just a test. It's just a test. God tested him to see what he would do if he gave him a few people, he probably was, was this. But a million fighting men, that got his attention. He got to calculate and do something right. But Esther, he responded very well to it. And I want you to hear some of the words that this man spoke to God. He said, Esther cried out to the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help. I'd like to stop there. Amen. Lord, it is nothing for you to what? To help. Nothing. God always wants to help those who are loyal to him. He never forsake you. The king knew that. It is nothing for you to help. Whether with many or with those who don't have power. God doesn't care. He doesn't need my power. Amen. He's going to help his people. The man responded very well to God. It's nothing. You see, God wants to help you in your situation where you are. I don't care how long it's been. I don't care how many people is coming against you. I don't care how many times they've threatened to fire you or they're threatening to put you down, to do something to you. Whatever it is that talking at you and threatening you. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life, what's going on in your home. It doesn't matter what's going on with your employment. It doesn't matter what's happening to your children, your marriage. God can help if you talk to him. It is nothing to him 
<laughs> to help. Nothing. God's going to help. And sometimes, most of the time, he uses men. Sometimes a lot of people, sometimes just one person. He doesn't matter with God. The one with strength or with the ones without strength. He uses people and they'll help you. They have no choice. They'll help you. Amen? Because it's God that is commanding them to help. He said it's nothing for you to help. Whether with many or with those who have no power. Then he said, help us, O Lord. Our God. And then look at what he said. You know, when you are talking to God, there is a way to get on his, his good side. <laughs> and when you are loyal to him, he will teach you how to do that. This man said, for we rest on you. What has he been having for 10 years? Rest. He reminded God, you remember, you are the one that gave us this rest that this guy is trying to take away from us. We rest on you. We're resting on you. And then he said something to God. For we rest on you, and in your name we go against this multitude, O Lord. He said something that really got God. He says, you are our God. Do not let man prevail against you. God said, what did you say? Man prevail against me? What did you say? God went out and let them have it. That was, he listened, was, that guy said that. He says, that's it. I'm going to wipe them all out right now. No man prevails against God. Nothing will prevail against God. Nothing. No matter what it is, God will prevail against that thing. No matter what it is. So he was faithful to his God, and God spoke to him. Now, there is one attribute of God that is so important with our God. Many people say, God, I haven't heard God's voice. <laughs> I wonder why. If you're loyal to him, he'll speak to you. That's just the way God is. Draw near to God. And what? He'll draw near to you. If you're not hearing his voice, you need to consider your devotion to God. Consider your devotion. You're just going to church. Does this thing really mean something to you? This is, is heaven. Going to heaven really means something to you? Do you really care about what God cares about? Oh, you're just living, just like everybody else, just living, living all everything to chance and what your heart directs, nothing to God. You never talk to him about what's going on in your life. You're just living life on your own without God. How can you do that and expect God to direct your life or talk to you? I know there is a God. And many times, many, many times, in trivial matters, God will speak to me. Sometimes words of encouragement, just simple. I know when you say, God speaks to me, people, God spoke to you? Oh, yes, he speaks to people. That's why he's God. He gave you a mouth so you know he talks. He can speak, and he's still speaking. In fact, God is referred to as the word. You know what that means? He never stops speaking. 
If he's not speaking to one man in America, at the same moment, he's speaking to another guy in Africa. So every second, God's speaking to somebody. He doesn't stop speaking. You're not just listening. You're not paying attention. You're not doing what he wants. You're not being loyal to him. But today, we're all going to be loyal to God. Can I hear an amen? Every one of us is going to be loyal to God, and God's going to be speaking to us. God spoke to Asa through Ahijah the prophet. And his father Oded, also a prophet, God spoke through him to him, to Asa. He says in 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 1 and 2, he says, Now the Spirit of God came upon Asa, the son of Oded, and, uh, I'm sorry, came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. Let me read that again. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found of you. No doubt about it. If you seek God, you'll find him. If you don't seek him, you won't find him. It's up to you. He says, if you seek God, if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And he wasn't saying something negative to him. He was encouraging him, if you read through the whole chapter. He was really, read chapter 15. He was actually encouraging him. Chapter 15 of Second Chronicles. He was encouraging him to do something. And his father also came and encouraged the king. He said, young man, you're doing very well. Stay with your God. You realize he's just defeated this one million people for you. Strengthen your hands and do even more. When this king heard this, ooh, he went deeper. He went deeper. He immediately called for everything. That's number one. Everything in the land that was offensive, that he thought was offensive to God, he, he took them out completely. He removed everything. Secondly, he went and got all the people and said, you guys, we are going to enter into a covenant with God. Beginning from verse 12. We are going to enter into a covenant with God. And they entered into a covenant with God, the whole people, led by their king. They entered into a covenant with God to seek God with all of their heart and with all of their soul. That's not just in the New Testament. He was already there in the Old Testament. They entered into a covenant. The king made them do it. And they were doing it with so much joy. And the people made a covenant with God and they said, we will seek God with all of our heart and with all of our soul. And if there's anybody in our kingdom that will not do it, he's going to die. If we have a law in America like that, everybody will be in church on Sunday. <laughs> but it's free will, okay? Sometimes preachers like for that kind of a law. So the church is full, you know? <coughs> Excuse me. If you don't seek God, you die. And the people did that with so much joy in their heart. And then he did something else. The queen mother, his own mother, had an idol. 
He took her from her position. You are no longer be going to be queen mother in this land because you have an idol. That's dedication, amen? Today, how dedicated are we to the Lord? We can sure use rest. How did God respond? What God did was he brought people, people from other lands. They began to realize something is with this kid. God's with him. Let me read what happens. People started moving. You know, they had two, two nations at this time. Israel and Judah. God was so much with King Asa, the word was spreading all over the place. And what was happening, people in the land of Israel, for Misaka, for Simeon, Manasseh, the, those tribes of Israel and the other kingdom, they started hearing what was happening and they began to move from their kingdom to live with King Asa in Judah. It tells us this. In Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 9, it says, Then he gathered all Judah and Benjamin. Those were his, the tribes he was ruling over. And those who dwelt with them, in other words, they were living with him, from Ephraim, from Manasseh, and from Simeon. These were tribes of Israel belonging to the other kingdom. They came. They were now dwelling with Asa. For they came over to him in what? In great numbers from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. See? When God's with you, you prosper. And people will recognize it. They just want to be around you. Because they know to be around you means prosperity. That's what happened to Lot. Remember Lot? He was with Abraham and God prospered him so much. You know, when you are loyal to God, I mean, there is no way to quantify the blessings that God's going to pour upon your life. He gave them peace in every way. Second thing is God gave him peace and prosperity after he did this. Let me read this. Second Chronicles, and I'm going to stop here today. Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 18 and 19. He said, he also brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated and that he himself had dedicated silver and gold and utensils. And there was no war until the 35th year of the reign of Asa. You know what that means? After 10 years, he had one war. And then the prophet of God came and encouraged him to be more loyal to God. He responded positively. And God said, I gave you 10 before. Now I'm going to give you 25 years of total rest. Think about it. 35 years with one war. After the 10 years. This is the God. These things are recorded for our example. Can, can God give you rest for 25 years? Yes, he can. God will give you rest if you stay loyal to him. How many of us can use peace in our life? More peace in our life today. Can I say, young man, I need more peace in my life. How many of us can use more prosperity from God? Rest. No war within no war without. Your children are doing good. Your church doing good. Everything is doing well because God has his hand on everything that concerns your life. As he says in the scripture, 
everything that you set your hands to do will prosper. How many of us can use that today in our lives? But the question is, can God depend on you to be loyal to him? That's the question. Can God depend on you knowing your heart? Says, yeah, I know this fellow. So I can invest just like he did with Esau. I can invest in his life because he's going to be. Can God depend on you? You see, we don't have what it takes. It has to be God. That's why we encourage people, turn your life over to the Lord Jesus. Give him your life. You've had your life to yourself for a while. How well have you been treating your life? Have you done really good with your life by yourself? <laughs> really? I want to turn everything over to him. And let the same God who molded me from the very beginning, let him shape my life and my destiny. I can leave that in his hand. When you do that, then he gives you a loyal heart. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 says, God said, I will give you a new heart. I will take the stony heart out of your flesh. I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and I will make you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. That's what he says. Ezekiel chapter 36, 26 and 27. God said, I'll do that for you. But he cannot do that for you until you say, God, I need that kind of heart. Can give it to me. And once you comes out of your mouth, no demon can stop it. And when you do that, then God brings his peace into your life. All eyes closed this morning. All heads bowed. You know you got unrest in your life. You know you're not living the way God has designed you to live for him. You know your heart hasn't been that loyal to God. But you say today, God, I need forgiveness. And I'm going to just deliver my heart to you. You can have all of me today. I'm ready for you, God. Take my life. Take my heart. Take everything that I have. God, I'm going to give that to you. If that's you this morning, can I see your hand up, please? One, put your hand up. Put your hand up. Thank you. Put your hand up. Thank you. Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's wonderful. And I believe that you mean it. I believe that you mean it. Now stand up with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Many of us don't know that every single word that proceeds from our mouth is recorded in heaven. And every thought that goes through your heart especially those that you act on, heaven records. But you can reverse all of that and bring God's goodness into your life and your family as you reach out and become God's arms to reach out to the world, to pull them closer to, to God. God's calling us, you and I, back to him today. I need a loyal heart. Amen? I do. I don't know about you, but I do. I need one. I really need one. I want my heart to be totally loyal to God. I don't want to do something that he doesn't want me to do. Don't want to do, I start something that God is not in. I want to do what he wants me to do. That's what I want to do. Amen. Let's tell God. God, say with me. God, 
Give me a loyal heart. Help me to follow hard with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Again, I want to welcome our, our guests. 